Wellness Force Radio, Episode 35. We know what meditation is. We know that it's good for us. But in that moment where we have a choice to check Facebook or, you know, we have a break where we're able to do something, oftentimes we make the choice in the moment that isn't in that direction. Wellness Force Radio. Welcome back for another episode. I am your host and digital health coach, Josh Trent. Thanks for a little slice of your day that you're sharing here with me on the podcast. If you are here for the very first time, this show is where I bring you the most inspiring and passionate experts in behavior change and wellness technology. These are thought leaders. They dedicate their lives to empowering others with the knowledge and tools that drive real transformation in our physical and emotional wellness. Today's show is brought to you by wellnessforce.com and special news applications for the next digital health coaching program is opening up in around 10 days on January 15th. If some of the guests that have come on the show to talk about wellness technology and digital health and self-quantification have sparked your interest about how these devices, apps, wearables, and all the other things that encompass digital health can help you gain better wellness, this might be the group for you. Head on over to wellnessforce.com slash 120 and discover more. Now, let's talk about the exciting guest on the show today. And it's my great friend and mindfulness expert, Stacy Conlin. Stacy is known in the wellness community as the Zen Girl. As a certified wellness coach and mindfulness training facilitator, for the past 15 years, she's worked in the spa, wellness, and hospitality sales and marketing industry. Most recently, as the founder and CEO of the Zen Media Group, with a passion for physical and mental well-being, Stacy practices yoga and meditation to reduce stress while working in high-pressured environments. These activities continue to keep her grounded, focused, relaxed, and happy, while today she provides TED-style mindfulness talks, customized guided meditations, and wellness coaching for startups and established companies worldwide. Today's interview with Stacy is included in our six-part series for January, Wellness in the New Year. In this series, we will cover sleep, diet and gut health, weight loss and integrity and brain health, and today, how to reduce stress and practice mindfulness and meditation in a busy modern world. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Josh. It's so wonderful to be here. This is fun for me too. We have a huge story together over the years. Since 2012, we were discussing in the pre-show, I've known you, and I'll share a little bit with the Wellness Force Radio audience about our relationship and how I've been inspired by you and your work. But before we jump into the show, I'm curious if you'd like to talk about something fun and something exciting that most people don't know about you. Well, um, I would say that one of the most uh, life-changing experiences that I had is that I took a sabbatical in 2008, which I thought was for a year, to kind of scratch my itch of wanting to travel around the world. And one year quickly turned into three years, and I had experiences um, on 22 countries, on six continents, uh, for th- almost three years. It was an incredibly powerful, life-changing experience, which completely changed my vantage point about you know, who I am, what the world's like. Um, it, it brought up so much compassion. I really discovered what my passions are and my purpose on this planet, really, of being here and, um, and seeing just the amazingness of our entire world. So um, I'm so excited to sort of bring that into all the work and the relationships I have today. 
Really cool. And we talked a little bit in the pre-show about some of the work you've done for companies and how you contribute to the wellness and really mindfulness space that's growing exponentially. But what are some of the things that you're seeing right now? And can you kind of paint a quick picture for the Wellness Force Radio audience of what you might do on a daily basis and how you're of service in this mindfulness world? Sure. Well, the exciting thing that's happened um, more on the research side. So uh, mindfulness and meditation as a practice has been around since ancient times and in all denominations all around the world. But only in recent years, and especially the last 30 years, there's been an exponential amount of research, especially in the field of neuroscience, to show just how powerful the practice of mindfulness and meditation really is. You know, the audience, (laughs) you might be wondering, well, what exactly is mindfulness and meditation? Well, mindfulness really is, it's a concept, it's a state and a way of being, and it's really being focused on the present moment. You know, our minds are so good at doing two things, you know, perseverating on the past and anticipating the future. It's rare that we spend our time in the present moment, but that's where life is happening. That's where everything we want is in the present moment. So meditation is a tool, a tangible, practical tool, secular tool that's that's used in many different forms um, to allow us really to give our brains a break and to, instead of focused on that monkey mind and getting caught up and moving so quickly, meditation is a way to quiet the mind, to relax to feel a sense of calm and well-being. And what neuroscience has showed us is from a scientific perspective, our brains literally change over time. So just like we go to the gym to work out our muscles and they get stronger with practice, the same exact thing happens in our brains, which is phenomenal. So what we know now in science is that with practice, with meditation practices, our brains can get better and more effective at, be- at becoming less stressed and more calm. So um, we're at a really exciting time now. And even businesses all around the world have been discovering the benefits of mindfulness and meditation. And it's hit the mainstream. I mean, uh, last year, it was there was a segment on mindfulness on CBS's 60 Minutes um, with Anderson Cooper. Um, it's, on the co- it's been on the cover of Time Magazine, Scientific American, and it's, it's powerful. Um, but the interesting thing is, and what I'd love to share today, is actually just how simple it really can be and yet so powerful to kind of bring us into the present moment to feel a sense of love and compassion and awareness and really just overall happiness and well-being in our lives. Do you feel like the majority of your work now is working with groups, doing talks and contributing to companies? Or what's a typical kind of day and week look like for you as a coach and a facilitator? Well, one of my favorite things to do is to work with people. Um, One of the things we know about mindfulness and meditation is it's great to talk about it in theory, but it really comes to the practice. And so one of my specialties And what I've found I love doing, especially because it's worked so well for me in my life, is leading guided meditations. So there are several ways to meditate, but um, I find personally that that trying to meditate on my own without guidance is extremely challenging. My mind will be monkey mind. It will bounce from one thing to the next. Um, I used to struggle with anxiety as well, and that, that can pop up. So if I don't have proper guidance in my meditation, I have a hard time staying focused. So one of the things I love to do is I speak at conferences um, where I often will lead a guided meditation um, during a conference session to sort of 
it just takes a minute or two to kind of gather everyone into the room, into the present moment, which is incredibly powerful. And the other thing I do is I actually go into companies. Companies hire me to come in and often do a what I like call a mindfulness TED talk to sort of give that some background on that neuroscience and information I shared in the beginning of this podcast. And then what we do is we practice and I teach them some practical tips and tools. And then towards the end of the day, um, if I do say a one day workshop, we actually do some wellness coaching sessions and some strategy sessions where people have a mindfulness toolkit. They are coached by me to kind of fill out their mindfulness toolkit and make themselves a plan. Everyone's a little different in terms of what works. So I like to work one-on-one with people to find that sweet spot for their mindfulness and meditation practice so they can really maximize their sense of health and well-being. So Stacy, why is mindfulness and this work so meaningful and important to you? For me, it's so important because I've seen the benefit in my own life um, on so many levels. Um, I shared before, I, I really suffered from anxiety in the past, um, admittedly also suffered from depression. And I worked in a very high stress corporate environment for many, many years. And it was terrible, frankly. Um, and there were a lot of external circumstances that I couldn't control. And But I knew there had to be an answer because life has external circumstances we can't control every day, no matter if it's work or family challenges or who knows, but it's constant. We know that challenges are going to arise. And so I discovered on a personal level, um, yoga and meditation as a practice to help alleviate that. And so uh, I practice, I gosh, I guess I've been practicing now for 15 years and I've just seen day to day as my practice has gotten stronger um, and more powerful, the depth of my happiness and awareness and just pure joy of being on this earth. I mean, it's it's really grown on a personal level. And I thought to myself, wow, if this works for me, how is it that I can serve others and add value to their lives by teaching them the few things that I know to see if it's something that can help make them feel better in their own lives? Hmm. And I just want to pause because that's so powerful. I found that the people that go through struggles and journeys, once they've gone through kind of to the other side, that's when they're really able to talk to clients and serve people from a place of authenticity, like they've actually walked in someone's shoes. And mm-hmm. I definitely get that from you, Stacy, in your experience. You'd mentioned the, the neuroscience research, that mm-hmm. we have this ability to create these new neural paths in our brains, these new synaptic wirings. This means that literally our brains can transform. I'm curious when you work with companies and when you work with people, how long does this process take before you or even the client or yourself notices that there's been some kind of rewiring, that there's been this change? What does that process look like and, and how long does that take typically? Several studies have come out and there are more being created even now, that speak to different components of that. What we know is that in our brains, there are, from a Harvard research study, we know there are at least eight areas of the brain that are positively affected by mindfulness and meditation practices. And some areas of the brain change more quickly than others. Um, What we find in the area of the fight or flight response, the amygdala, that part of our brain, um, the timing for that doesn't take as long as the area of the brain related to resilience. We find that that takes much longer. In terms of how much time, 
the the answer is I actually one of the one of the wonderful scientists who's pioneered much of this research is Dr. Richard Davidson, and I watched him speak the, at the Mindfulness and Wellbeing at Work conference at the Greater Good Science at UC Berkeley a few weeks ago, and he received the same question, and he sort of laughed, but he said the truth is we don't know exactly. However, hmm. we do have compelling studies that show, and like for one example is an eight-week mindfulness meditation uh, study that came out again from Harvard showed that people, um, that part of their brain changed within eight weeks of 28 minutes per day of meditation. Another study had shown, and unfortunately I can't quote it right now um, because I don't have that information off the top of my head. I did read something recently that that said that as little as three minutes per day for just a couple of weeks can affect a different part of the brain. So these are great questions, and there's more research coming out all of the time about it. But I will say, in my own experience, any amount of practice, any time of the day is one step in the right direction. And over time, you do improve. It's interesting too, because I realized as I asked you that question, it probably came up for a lot of people that maybe have never done any meditation or mindfulness practice at Mm. all. And just the question of, well, how long is it going to take is actually why you need the meditation and the mindfulness in the first place. It's kind of like asking, well, how long will it take for me to be a professional instructor at a university level? Well, it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it depends on on who you are, why it's important to you. We know that it's important to you, mindfulness, meditation, sharing this gift with other people because of the journey you've gone through, because of the things that you had to overcome, your anxiety and things like that. But for somebody that is just starting out, what are some little things that they can start to do throughout the day to just begin, to just start this process? Great question. Well, one of the tools that I like to share is just a simple breathing exercise. And this can be done seated. Um, and so say you're, you're at the office. You know, many of us work at desks at the office. And, and my suggestion is, is to just set aside a, a few minutes, um, five if you can, to just sort of Put everything aside and close your eyes if you can. And if you're not able to close your eyes, just sort of gaze down gently um, at an object on your desk and just begin by noticing your posture as you sit in your seat and elongate your spine and feel your feet planted firmly on the floor. And just begin by taking a few deep breaths in and out through your nose, just noticing the air and its coolness as you inhale and then exhale, feeling its warmth on the way out. Take a breath like that four or five times, just noticing the air and its coolness as you inhale and feeling the air and its warmth on the exhale. And just notice, notice how your body feels, just checking in and breathe. And when you're through and you open your eyes, check in and see how you feel and what is it that you might need in that moment. Often a short practice like that can just sort of reset and regenerate for just a few moments to see what is the next best thing you can do in that moment. And sometimes it's, you know, standing up to get a glass of water, or maybe it's, you know, organizing some of your thoughts on paper. It gives us that clarity uh, if we can just kind of take a pause in the middle of our day just to focus on our breath. And with this pause that you mentioned, is there a better time to do this? I mean, does it depend on someone's schedule? So for example, a busy mom might maybe get 10 minutes in the morning or maybe 10 minutes in the evening. Is there ever a bad time to 
to meditate or a better time? Not necessarily. Research doesn't show us one way or another. However, I will say in my experience and in many of my clients' experience, they find the best time to meditate is first thing in the morning because you're sort of setting the foundation for your day, the sense of calm and well-being in the morning. So that's And personally, that's part of my practice. At the same time, right before bed can be really good as well. In fact, I've got an excellent exercise that I've learned to help quiet a busy mind. You know, at the end of the day, when we're laying in bed and we're so tired, but our mind is just racing and we can't quiet it down, I actually have a a tool that actually I'd love to share with your listeners if you're open to it. Let's do it. Great. So it's a quiet your mind exercise. And the way it works is this. You find a comfortable seated position, or if you're laying in bed, you know, lay down on your back and close your eyes. And just imagine for a moment that there's a golden ball of light about the size of a quarter in the middle of your head. So just see it there and focus on it. And now imagine this golden ball of light growing larger ever so slowly with the intention of pushing out your thoughts, literally pushing them out of your head as this quarter grows to the size of a golf ball. This ball of healing light then grows to the size of a softball as it gently pushes out your thoughts. And now it's the size of a soccer ball. And this golden ball of light is just around the exterior of your head, pushing all of your thoughts away as you just notice and breathe and feel the sensation of the thoughts literally being pushed out of your mind and dissolving in this golden light. So try that next time you can't sleep and see how that works. I'm going to put some notes in the show to make sure people uh, stop driving their cars when they do this, (laughs) because I felt so relaxed when you were leading me through this right now, the one that we did now and before. I realized I can't drive when I do that. So definitely, if you're listening, pull over, make sure that you're in a space where you can just concentrate on your breath and letting go. But I will, again, make some notes for that for the other people. We'll keep everybody safe. Stacey, that was powerful because I was very aware of my breath. I was very aware of what I was doing, which was actually doing nothing. This habit, this cultivated habit of allowing yourself to sit still for 10 minutes and essentially just breathe and do nothing is actually something in itself. Can you talk about how doing nothing for 10 minutes and just focusing on your breath from a physiological standpoint, actually benefits human beings and their wellness? Sure. Wonderful questions, Josh. I love this. Well, what I would say to that is that you know, our minds are so busy working all the time and they're, (laughs) makes me laugh because I just think about how tired our brains get and it feels really counterintuitive, right? It's like, there's so much to do and there's so many places to be and there's, you know, items on the to-do list to execute. And it feels very counterintuitive to take five or 10 minutes to actually have no mind. But what I like to say is, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. So sometimes it's really important for us to reboot and regenerate by just being, just allowing, just receiving. So many of us, myself included, push forward, you know, moving ahead, and it's exhausting. So just even these few minutes a day, 
And as we mentioned, the science beforehand shows that those times of relaxation, the chemistry in our brain changes and we actually start to rewire. So our home base is one that's a little bit less stressful. So it's almost like you're building the muscle around not having stress or reducing stress in the sense of it's a feeling that we have, but it's often just our reaction to it. So if we can take a pause, take those 10 minutes and just notice our thoughts, notice our breath, it allows us to practice practice, not being so caught up in everything, but rather observing it and having that sort of beginner's mind and just noticing and allowing and becoming aware because the present moment is what it is. So this practice allows us to be more in harmony with that moment. I love this. And the word that comes up for me when I hear your explanation is power. Mm. I almost feel like meditation is essentially charging a battery. You know, when we're using devices, when we're answering emails, when we're on the phone, when we're taking kids to school, or it might be, our battery can become drained. And it's because there's a load, there's a demand on our energy source. And so when we sit and we cultivate this breath, do you feel like it's almost the recharging of our internal battery? Yes, that is such a great analogy. And I will share with you, Jerry Seinfeld is a popular meditator and he he does transcendental meditation, a, a particular type. And he said that meditation is like a cell phone charger for your mind. Like, and I quote, so you're exactly right on. It's exactly like charging. And it's such a good way to think about it, right? Because our phone battery is going to die if we don't charge it. And we need to use our phone for our day-to-day lives. And how important it is for us to charge ourselves and just have that be time. Because again, we're human beings. We're not human doings. We're not meant to do, do, do all the time. Give ourselves a chance to be and to allow and to receive information versus pushing forward and, and kind of making things happen. It's It's a completely different mindset, but that, as you said, is power. It's so powerful. And all the people that are listening, you know, this is the first week of the year. A lot of people, by the time this podcast comes out, maybe you have lost the motivation to lose weight or maybe have lost the motivation that they had on the 31st before they had their fourth glass of champagne. I mean, a lot can go on in our lives that distracts us. You know, we had Gay and Kathleen Hendricks on the show and they talked about weapons of mass distraction. All the things that distract us from what it is we really want to do, from what our heart is telling us we want, whether it's more time with our kids, a healthier body, more peace of mind, more physical health. Stacey, what have you seen from working with companies and working with people, the handful of the top things that always come up as a reason why people don't want to meditate or they say they don't have time? Yes. Well, that's a big one. I I don't have time. And I disagree. I think I think everyone has time. Everyone has at least one minute, and that's all it takes to start. So it's more, I think, of the self-discipline. If we're going to kind of get a little deeper into it, it's it's sort of like, you know, we know about it. We know what meditation is. We know that it's good for us. But in that moment where we have a choice to check Facebook or, you know, we have a break where we're able to do something, oftentimes we make the choice in the moment that isn't in that direction. And I don't know, I think a lot of people too really do feel like they don't know how to do it right. And I guess what I'd just like to say to that is that there really isn't a wrong way to do it. It's the intention even of just sitting and purposefully creating a few moments of time just to be and practice. You know, think about it. If you've ever played an instrument like, a, you know, say you, you played piano, imagine 
or playing tennis. Imagine the first time you you sat down at the keys or you were about to swing a racket. I mean, you missed the ball or you didn't play the song right. It's it's normal, right? It, that's And there's a part of our brain related to that. But with time, with practice, with intention of becoming better at this activity, over time, you do. It's inevitable. So that's what I'd love to tell everyone today is just that there's no wrong way to do it. There's practices out there available to you. And the thoughts will always be there, by the way. Our minds, that's what they do is they think and they think and they think. So our job is to just notice the thoughts versus getting caught up in it. It's a very different way of being. And that's the practice of meditation. And then the thought's going to come back. And then you notice the thought, acknowledge it, and let it go. Oh, another thought. I know, notice it, let it go. It feels repetitive and almost strange at first, but that's the practice of just noticing them and letting them go. And it resonates with me because from the majority of my early 30s, I struggled really, really bad with meditation. For me, what transformed me because I'm an A-type personality, I like to measure, I like to quantify, I enjoy using the Muse headband because I know not only do I set aside the time for me to get on my stool, drop into my breath, put the Mm -hmm. device on my head and monitor on the phone, it gives me this context for progress. So if you're the type of person like me and you're listening, Stacey's right. There is absolutely no right way to do it other than just to do it itself. But I found that, that as you mentioned, Stacey, there's tools, there's applications. We're going to talk about at the end of today's show in just a few minutes, how you can actually get some guided meditations from Stacey that relate to you in the workplace or you at home, wherever you are. Now, Stacey, I want to transition into a fun part of the show. This is seven for seven. So it's seven questions for seven top of mind answers. Are you ready? Okay, sure. Let's go. What are your top three habits to cultivate a powerful meditation practice? persistence, patience, and acceptance. What is the best book you've read this year? Well, in 2015. Essentialism. And who is the author? Greg McCown. If there was one thing, just one simple thing or or advanced that you could change about the wellness industry, what would it be and why? More collaboration because there are so many great things and people need to work together. What is the one mindset that we must have in order to shorten the learning or the pain curve in what it is to just meditate? Compassion. If you could only eat one vegetable for the rest of your life, what would it be and how would you feel about that? (laughs) This is making me laugh. Broccoli. And I would feel good about it because it has a lot of vitamins and minerals. <laughs> okay, good. And you know, for some of us, it's not in our metabolic typing, but that's fine. You know, broccoli is good. <laughs> um, who has been your biggest mentor, or if you had more than one mentorships in your wellness journey? Wow. I will say my dad. Why your dad? Because he gave me a framework to live my best life. That's powerful, Stacy. And it's like the people that are closest to us, whether a family member or a friend, they're the ones that shape us. You know, the, the five closest friends, I think uh, there's a well-known personal development specialist who's, who's branded for that. I think it's Brian Tracy that says the five people closest to you will literally shape the fabric and the character of who you are. So it's really powerful to hear that your dad gave you that. That's a special thing. Absolutely. And ironically, he gave me uh, tapes of Brian Tracy's psychology of achievement when I was in college. And that was my first introduction to a lot of this type of work. So interesting that you brought up that example. So cool. Well, <laughs> synchronicity is in full effect. Obviously, <laughs> our relationship in the past, you know, three, four years has been real dynamic. You've seen 
my projects grow. I've seen your projects grow. And I want to tell the audience what you're into now, what you're most excited about. So tell the audience what's up for you for 2016, the different projects that you have. Um, what's exciting you? What's really getting juicy and, and feeling like life is zesty for you in 2016? On this particular topic regarding mindfulness and meditation, specifically in the workplace, I am so pleased to announce that I have a series of eight video guided meditations that will be available on Grokker, G-R-O-K-K-E-R.com, um, a startup company out of the, the Silicon Valley, Bay Area, California. And um, this is great. There's um, it's, it's an archive of videos, high quality videos for yoga practices, at-home yoga or in the office practices for yoga, meditation, fitness, and even cooking. So I'm so pleased to have these meditations. And what's cool about them is each of them is designed specifically for the workplace. Each of them are five-minute meditations, and all eight have a different topic. So for example, it's um, if you're working and you want to access your creativity, there's a meditation for that. If you want to reduce your stress and anxiety, there's a meditation for that. Um, if you want to let go of negative feelings, there's a meditation for that. So there's a series of eight that are specific to things you'd want to cultivate in the office. And that launches at the beginning of 2016, which is the time that this podcast is playing. So I'd love to point you there if you're interested in listening to those meditations. Um, I know, I believe you get a week free for the subscription to start, um, which gives you a chance to try all eight meditations. Well, we will link that for sure in the show notes. If you're listening on the iPhone right now, all you have to do is tap the show logo and the links will be there. You just scroll down and hit the links in purple to see those eight guided meditation videos. Stacey, where else can people learn about you? The zengirl.com, you have a lot of tools. You have a lot of business and leadership and mindfulness articles there. What else can people get at the zengirl.com? Sure. Uh, the blog is pretty robust. I've been writing it since 2011 and it's categorized quite nicely. So if you're looking for a guided meditation, if you're looking for something specific to yoga or to wellness or to mindfulness, you can click on the right-hand column. If you go to the zengirl.com forward slash blog and type in the search bar, anything you're looking for, um, an article may come up. There's plenty around goal setting. There's an article, 21 ways to reduce your stress at work. And then there's also links to my personalized guided meditations that aren't video, but they're audio. And so on the blog, they're embedded as a SoundCloud link. And so you will be able to actually go in. If you click on the guided meditations section, you can go in and there's an archive of guided meditations uh, that you can use anytime. I believe the shortest is one minute. And then I've got some three minutes some five-minute and 10-minute meditations. I'm a big believer and it doesn't take a long time. So if you're wanting to just kind of get started and, and try a meditation um, uh, with your headphones on SoundCloud, that's the place to find it. That will definitely be in the notes for the show, as well as my favorite article that I've ever read. And that is the 30 minute morning routine, keyword warm lemon water. I'll let you guys read the rest of it, but it's my favorite article. And Stacy's talented. I've actually worked with Stacy before where I hired her to help me grow what I'm doing in wellness and my contribution. Stacy, I just want to thank you for the impact, the positive impact that you're making in the wellness and the mindfulness space and honor the work that you've contributed over the past five plus years. Thank you, Josh. It's such an honor to work with you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the next decade of hanging out together, at least. <laughs> yes, with more hiking. <laughs> hiking. Stacy Conlon, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Josh. Have a great day. That wraps episode two of your six-part series. For Wellness in the New Year, what an amazing episode. 
Did that not scare you a little bit if you were driving? Did you think you were going to be drowsy and like drift over to where the road makes all the noise for the big truckers? Basically, I'm really glad that I put a little notification up front because there was part of me that was thinking, I hope people don't listen to this episode because they're going to meditate and then fly off the side of the road. So hopefully that did not happen to you. I'm sure it did it. Check out tomorrow morning's brand new show. Show number three in our six part series is with Jesse Lawler the host of a very popular podcast on iTunes, Smart Drug Smarts. Jesse is one of the most intelligent people I've ever had on the show. He's going to talk to us about brain health, nootropics, and how we can essentially get a faster firing and better functioning brain so that we can do all the things that we need to do in this busy modern world. We also have some amazing guests coming on for shows four, five, and six. So stay tuned in the next two weeks ending on the 18th with Jessica Richmond from Ubiome and Gut Health. So excited for what we're creating this year. Head on over for the show notes at wellnessforce.com slash zen and download all those free resources from Stacy, her meditation videos and everything that she had offered so graciously to the Wellness Force audience. You've made it to the end of the show. And as always, I have treats. Today is no different for one lucky listener and motivated listener, the kind of listener that tunes in all the way to the end. I want to give you a 30-minute coaching session. This is me and you. We're going to figure out exactly what things are blocking you from better wellness in 2016. All you have to do is email me with the title of your email being Stacy Conlin. Email me with the title Stacy Conlin. You and I can sit on Skype and discuss for 30 minutes about anything that's blocking you from your nutrition, your fitness, how digital health can help you transform, what wellness technology devices can be powerful for you and what you're trying to do with your weight loss or your health goals. Now you get to go and have an amazing day with all the tools and inspiration that you learned from Stacy and all the other guests we've had on the show. And until I see you tomorrow morning, I'm wishing you love and wellness. <laughs>